Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Play by Play. It's the Jamie Yarrow podcast. It's the podcast that you rely on for your daily dose of everything from business to wellness to parenting to sports, and now for the time being, some coronavirus stuff. You get it all here, and we don't just talk about it. We give you the play-by-play, the nuggets. We give you all the details, the playbook, the how-to, if you will. Today, we're going to talk about ways that you and your children can be productive during this time of quarantine. And be sure to check out all our other full episodes and our two-minute drills. And if you love what you hear, there's nothing that we would like more than if you subscribed and shared our podcast. Now you can find us on your favorite podcast player simply by searching for the letters PXP. And then look for the podcast called Play by Play with Jamie Yarrow. If you can't find us on your favorite player, let us know. Send us an email to ask at pxppodcast.com and we'll work to get it added just as quickly as we can. Now, let's get ready for today's Play by Play. I am Jamie Yarrow and kick off is counting down. The good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening today. We are live from the office. That is the closet office, aka the PXP studio, and it literally is the closet in my house. That's where our studio is. It is episode number 44. And if you take our two-minute drills into account, we're actually at episode number 51 today. But before we get started, I wanted to share something with you that my daughter's doing to raise money to go on our church youth summer camp. Now, if you've listened to me for any length of time, you know I'm all about kids putting some sweat equity into the things that they want. You're never going to see me championing a GoFundMe or standing outside Walmart begging for money. Uh, for these things that our kids want, whether that's travel ball or they want to go on a trip or whatever it is. I think the kids need to put some sweat equity into it. There are plenty of projects and odd jobs and all these kind of things that kids can do to raise money and learn a skill along the way. And to go along with that, I want to encourage you to go check out on Facebook, go look up Two Sons Woodworking. That's their Facebook page. And my daughter is advertising these custom wooden calligraphy signs that she's making. She draws, you know, writes a custom saying on a sign. Uh, She's really come a long way with her calligraphy and uh, I've been pretty impressed with it. And really the only thing that I'm even helping her with at this point is I'll help her to, to cut some of the wood or to build some of the frames, but she's doing all of the work herself. Even if you don't buy anything from her, go check it out and leave her a comment of encouragement because as she continues to Uh, build these signs, she's putting in some sweat equity into going to her summer camp. So I know that she would appreciate that. Check it out, Two Sons Woodworking on Facebook. And while I'm at it, uh, thank you to everyone who has liked and who shared that Facebook page. We have over 15,000 followers now, so we're pretty excited about that. Today's episode is going to be about staying productive during the quarantine. Now, let me qualify that by saying that I know that, that there's many of you who are still going to work every day. Uh, your job is, is still requiring you to come into the office and maybe you have an essential uh, you know, company that, that has to stay open or you're, wherever you're listening from hasn't put in a quarantine or a, a stay-home order yet. In Alabama, we don't have a stay-home order yet. I foresee it's probably right around the corner. 
But there's a lot of companies that have sent people home or they've laid them off or they're working remotely. Uh, there's probably as many people who are listening today who are either off work or working remotely than those that are still going in. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what are you doing to stay productive during this quarantine? And then, of course, we have all of our kids who are home and, you know, they're out of school. And, and what are they doing to stay productive during the quarantine? This happened to fall, you know, kind of along spring break line. So they would have had that week to kind of relax and kick back a little bit. But this is a long time that we're talking about. So what are we doing to keep, to keep them busy? What are you doing to stay busy? As I look on Facebook, uh, you know, I see all these things that people are doing. Everybody's catching up on their honeydew lists. And I see people talking about, you know, day seven of quarantine. And this is what I did today. A lot of spring cleaning going on and a lot of people catching up on Netflix. People asking, hey, what's, you know, what are some good series to follow on Netflix, but you see people who are taking field trips to parks and going on nature walks and all those things and bike rides. And some of those things are all good and others like binge watching Netflix series. Uh, maybe not so much. You know, I'm not an advocate for that kind of stuff. I just think that that's we're we're only given so much time. And I just, you know, we, we can all, I don't know, your opinion may not be the same as mine, but I just think that's a waste of our time. Uh, I think there's other things that we can do that's far more productive and uh, life-changing and uh, uh, the list could go on and on about the things that we could be doing. But anyway, I want to encourage you to dive into that thing that you've always wanted to get started. Maybe it's a new hobby. Maybe it's a side hustle that maybe you've started it already or you're just thinking about starting it. Something that you always wanted to do. You want to make a little extra money on the side. You want to get that side hustle up and running, and now's a great time to do it. You got some extra time on your hand. Maybe there's an online class that is available to you in your career field, or maybe just something you're interested in. They're all over the place. I mean, online education is extremely popular. Um, when I got my MBA from LSU Shreveport, it was all online, 100%. And so there's tons of things that you can do online. You could get a new certification. That would make you more competitive when all of this work situation, all the, the stuff that we're going through, when it, when it all returns to normal. Um, there is actually a Lean Six Sigma course that's specifically for managers that you could take. It I think it takes like 20 hours or something like that. You could take that. You could, you could be done this week and you could be more competitive in your workplace. There's so many different certifications that you could do. You could take a Microsoft certification. Uh, you could take a project management certification. All those things, you know, would take anywhere from ten to forty hours of online education, and boom, you got another cert. You got a certification that you can to tack on your resume or to show to your employer and say, "Hey, this is what I did while we were out for the for the quarantine." Uh, and you make yourself more competitive, and you make yourself more productive and effective in the workplace. Maybe you take a course on leadership or coaching or public speaking, or there are so many things out there that you could be doing. Maybe you could take up a new hobby or learn a new trade. That's, that might be a little bit longer time frame, but who knows how long we're going to be in this thing. Anything that you start is not going to be wasted. Uh, anyone want to learn woodworking? I'll be happy to teach you. If you're local, I'll be happy to teach you what I know. We got a full wood shop and we're working in there almost every single day. And it's it's plenty big enough that we could all stay six feet apart and keep our social distancing like we're being asked to do. 
Maybe you want to play a musical instrument. Uh, in a week, you know, in one week, if you picked up a guitar from scratch, in one week you could learn three chords on that guitar and you could be playing a few songs by the weekend. How cool would that be? I'll bet you there's a lot of people listening right now that have always wanted to play the guitar. Like you'd love to be able to sit down, you know, on the couch with your family and just strum a few songs and sing a little song. Maybe it's um, some hymns or, you know, a, a song you hear on the radio, or maybe you want to sit outside by the campfire and just, you know, pick up the guitar and strum a few chords and, and sing along. Literally, you could be playing songs by the weekend. I'm not kidding. You certainly can't say that you don't have time to read the good book. That's often our excuse for not reading our Bible, right? Because we don't have time. Well, we got time now. We can dive into our Bible and see what God has in store for us. You never know what amazing things you can learn or how God can speak to you just through the words in that book. And hey, let me let me remind you of something. Remember how habits are made? We talked about this a while ago, I think. I think it was in episode six, but don't quote me on that. Uh, if you haven't listened to episode six, though, it's a good one, so it'd be worth going back to listen to. I talk about blowing up the assumption stack in that episode. It's all about why do we always do the things? Why do we do it the way that we've always done it, right? When you ask someone, why, why do we do it this way? And they say, well, that's just the way we've always done that. That episode is all about shaking that up. It's really good. Um, I think you'd probably, probably get some nuggets out of there. But habits are made by repeating the same thing over and over. And there's a ton of ways to create habits and uh, aside from simple repetition. And while technically there's probably, not probably, there is, there's a much more in-depth process than that that goes on when we create a habit. But the underlying basis is repetition. If you've never read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, let me encourage you to do that. It's available on uh, print and audiobook. Uh, on Audible, you know I love Audible. Uh, it's available there. Um, there's it, it talks about all kinds of techniques and thought processes that you can use to develop great habits and even to break some bad habits. Um, but there's also, uh, he's got a website, jamesclear.com. That's packed full of good information and articles. A lot of it's all about habit building. Um, and so remember, we talk about building habits. Now is a great time to start a new habit. And dare I say that exercise could be one of them. Uh, there's so many funny memes about everybody killing their quarantine food in one day. If you're on social media, I know you've seen all of those. But, but seriously, if you're not used to working from home or being home all the time, you really could develop some bad eating habits if you're not careful. Um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I'm married to a health coach. And so she really keeps me on my toes. I will say that she has her work cut out for her. Between me, two teenage boys, and a teenage girl, she's definitely uh, she's got her work cut out for her when it comes to making everybody eat right. But working from home or working remotely, that can definitely be a challenge when it comes to uh, healthy living. Um, speaking of working from home or working remotely, that reminds me, we did a, a podcast specifically about working from home about creating good habits and workspace and all these kind of things. It's episode number 28. So go back and listen to that if you are having to work remotely and it's new to you, or even if you've been working remotely, I think you're going to find some nuggets in there. I give a lot of great tips 
about working from home and how to be super productive. And I'll bet that once you listen to it, you may even share it with your other teammates that are working from home. Uh, because I know there's a lot of companies that have just said, hey, everybody go home and work remotely if you can. Like we're going to just, re- everyone's going to work remotely. And that's that's going to be a challenge for a lot of people because if you've never worked from home or if you've never worked remotely, that is, uh, it's a big adjustment to make. And so I think episode number 28 would really be helpful in that space. And, you know, it may be something you share with your teammates, do a team training on um, tips about working from home. I think you'll find some nuggets in there. But don't waste the time that we have on the junk that matters not for tomorrow. I mentioned in the last podcast about how businesses and how they have to weather the storm and how they might need multiple revenue streams and they got to get real creative and think outside the box and offer products and services that may be a little bit different. Which, by the way, let me give a shout out to Larry Puckett Chevrolet. There, And this may be all Chevrolet dealers. I don't know. But I heard this ad for Larry Puckett Chevrolet. Uh, it's a local Chevy dealer if you're not from around here. But it, um, they're, they're offering the ability for you to buy a car from home. You can do all of the, you can do the whole deal at home. You can do all the paperwork, all the financing, all that, whatever. 0% for 84 months. That's like forever. I don't even know how long, 84 months. That's like long time, probably too long to finance a vehicle, but um, you can do all of it from home and they'll even deliver it to you. So they are really taking this social distancing to the max, right? But what was interesting to me was that they are thinking outside the box. They're doing something that others may or may not be doing. Now, we'll probably see all the car manufacturers or all car dealers probably follow suit. Um, If they're not doing that already, I may be behind the times. I just happened to hear that ad. But I love to see a company being, um, you know, creative and and thinking outside the boundaries of what their, their industry space normally does in order to be able to thrive or survive better yet in this market. But just like the businesses have to be able to weather the storm, our families do too. And maybe the things that we're talking about, maybe you've always wanted to start a side hustle and maybe now it actually, it's necessary that you do. Do you have some skills that could be marketable? Uh, do you ha- could, is there other things that you could do that maybe, you know, I've always told people that said they wanted to start a business. I've always said, well, what problem are you going to solve? Because that is what people buy. They buy solutions to their problems. Now, sometimes it's a solution to our want. But you got to sell solutions. And especially in a time of economic challenges, it's all about who has the solution to the problem that I have. A lot of times people aren't spending their, uh, their uh, you know, extra funds. They don't have that expendable income. And so you've got to be able to do things that people need. What are the solutions to the problems they have? And if you can find a side hustle that helps to address that, you might be able to kick something off during this time of economic challenge. So do you have some skills that are marketable right now? If so, this might be a great time for you to dip your toe in the water Um, or maybe even just jump in feet first. Maybe you've already done all the research and you've got your ducks in a row and you're ready to just pull the trigger. And maybe now's the time to dive off in, jump in the pool. Today, my wife and I had the opportunity to go to our local high school and help out with the county child nutrition program in the county that we live in. And I I know that a lot of counties are doing this all over the country, but we handed out several thousand meals 
to the the children or the families that have children in our county. Uh, we bagged food from about eight o'clock this morning to about eleven or shortly before eleven, and then from eleven to twelve thirty, we passed out um, meals to all of the families that came through. And uh, well, they passed out meals. I not me. I was the official orange cone traffic director, crossing guard person at the main entrance. So I was just there to help direct traffic. But but there was about twenty volunteers, and they all jumped in to help today. And um, if you're if you're listening and you're local and you want to help, let me know because I think it's happening every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I believe is what the time is. And so if you're local and you want to help, let me know and I'll give you the I'll give you all the details. You can email me at ask at pxppodcast.com or you can message me on social media. If you have my phone number, feel free to call me. But these are just some examples of ways that we can help others. We can find ways to help other people who are struggling. During this time, there's tons of people out there struggling. There's tons of people that are scared and everyone is anxious and people are worried and you can be a help to them. You can be the calm in the storm. I know this about podcast listeners. Most of you that are listening are somehow interested in self-development or leadership or motivation or something like that. That's what drives you to spend time listening to somebody else like me and like your other podcast programs that you listen to, you're trying to learn. You're ever learning. You're a lifelong learner. And I know people like you can be help, can be a help to people who are struggling. Maybe if you have the funds, you help someone who might need, you know, help paying for something. There's a lot of people out there that are out of work right now. I'm out of work right now. And while we don't need anything, we're doing fine. There are tons of people that do. Be a help where you can. Pay it forward. You never know when the roles are going to be reversed and you might be the one that needs help and someone else will have the opportunity to bless you just like you may be blessing them now. So look for opportunities to help people. Even if you're just looking for something, maybe somebody needs their grass cut, needs some limbs trimmed, or find an elderly family that, that you know, you can go do some spring cleaning in their yard or something. I mean, just pass, just if nothing else, to pass the time. Like, just do something. And along the lines of staying busy, what are your kids doing while they're out of school? I know some are having to do homework. Mine lucked out and they don't have any homework to do while they're out of school right now. But even if they did, it's likely not to occupy very much of their time. But what an amazing time to get them busy learning something that will last a lifetime. And y'all know, if you've listened to me or you know me personally, you know I can get on my soapbox about teaching our kids some life lessons, some skills. Teach them some life skills. Teach them how to fish. Teach them how to, it's turkey season right now. I think turkey season opened last weekend. Take them out turkey hunting. Teach them how to sew. Um, teach them how to cook. Do they know their way around the kitchen? Can they boil water? Can they, um, can they fry an egg? I mean, can they? Could they make a basic meal if they had to? Like swap up each night. Give, you know, give each kid an opportunity to cook, cook for the family one night. And you're gonna have to help them, but think of the great like the lesson that they can learn along the way. They're gonna have to learn how to cook at some point. And right now, you've got a lot of time on your hands as a family. This is a great opportunity to learn some of these life skills. Teach them how to woodwork. 
Teach them how to change a tire and how to check the oil. Maybe start learning how to play an instrument. Maybe you could learn to play an instrument together. How about teach them how to cut the grass if they if they don't know how? One one summer, my boys and I, we had a lawn business for a summer. And they learned how to estimate, you know, what it would cost to cut a yard. They learned about equipment maintenance. They learned about the cost of running a business. Um, they learned about marketing. They learned about customer service. There's all sorts of things you can learn from that. Practice interview skills. Our kids, they they uh, they don't have the same because just because of social media and how they communicate. It's a different style of communication, and I think that they lack some of the face-to-face communication skills that we take for granted, uh, and that is going to play a part when they go for a job interview. So teach them some basic interview skills. In fact. If any of your kids want to practice their job interview skills, like I'll be happy to play the part of the prospective employer and I'll interview them over the phone or through video conference. We could do a, a Zoom or a Skype video conference. I, I've interviewed for several jobs over video conference. Uh, it's becoming more and more prevalent, particularly if you're applying for something you know on the other side of the country, you're going to probably uh, do an interview that by video conference. So I'll be happy to help you with that, but let them practice their interview skills, especially if they're older and they're, you know, a junior or a senior in high school, getting ready to graduate. They're going to need to know how to sit in front of, uh, you know, an interviewer or a, a panel or a board and, and, and be able to do a good interview. Teach them how to plant a garden, maybe build a birdhouse or look, the list can go on and on and on and on and on, right? But what can you do to turn this negative situation into a positive, into a life-changing, lesson-learning time for your kids? Don't let the PlayStation and the Xbox and TikTok and Snapchat be their babysitter. Be the parent and leave a legacy with your kids. Give them something that they will take with them forever. Now, we lost my dad in 2013 to cancer and and while I love my dad very much, now he wasn't the, the perfect parent like none of us are, I think he did the best that he, he knew how to do, and I'm not faulting him for any of that. But I remember asking him one time to teach me about fixing cars. And he, what his response was is he, he told me to go to the library and read a book. Now, what I would have given for him to teach me the way around an engine. To this day, I know nothing about cars for the most part. I mean, I understand the basics, but I have two classic cars right now, a 1960 Bonneville and a 1967 Fairlane that my dad gave me, and I can't get them to crank, either one of them. I'd give anything to be able to work on cars, but that wasn't a skill that I learned when I was growing up. Teaching my boys to work with their hands was the very reason that I started Two Sons Woodworking. Now, that was five years ago, and today they can both build rustic farm tables and benches, and all kinds of different custom projects and furniture. And those skills, being able to read a tape measure, be able to run a saw, or understanding paint and stain, and even things like going to the lumber yard and picking out good lumber. What's the difference between good lumber and bad lumber? That all translates into life skills that, that they can use forever. A few days ago, we built a deck for an elderly lady that we take care of, and the boys were just like having two adult carpenters on the crew, and they're 15 and 17 now. Uh, but I all, they were just like having, you know, two more of me. 
right there, they were extremely helpful and, and, and showed initiative and, and they know how to, they know their way around a hammer and a tape measure and a saw and all those things. It takes time and it takes effort on our part. Yes, absolutely. But the payoff is amazing. They're going to learn things that will benefit them and their families forever, for years to come, for their whole life. Spend the time you have with them. Who knows? Maybe the thing that you learn together might be your new thing. It might become that thing that you do together. You've heard me say this before, and and we're going to wrap up with this. It's the memories that last, not the things. Stuff doesn't matter that much, right? Stuff doesn't matter at all, really. But it's the time that you spend with them that matters. That's what matters most. So take an opportunity to turn this negative into a positive and spend some time with them. Teach them life lessons. Leave a legacy. So what are you doing with all this extra time that you have on your hands? Well, that's all the time we got for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Play by Play. Be sure to check out all of our other episodes and our two-minute drills. I gave you several episodes to look, uh, go back and listen to today. Uh, I think those will be a help to you. You can always find us on your favorite podcast player by searching for PXP, the letters PXP, and then clicking on the play-by-play with Jamie Yarrow podcast. Thanks for listening today, and most of all, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. My name is Jamie Yarrow. And I hope you have a fabulous day.